Yeah, equipping disciple Wednesday nights is, is really, um, <clears throat> to me, it's like a, a place where we really, really gather our strength uh, to go on our week, to go on our day. Because, you know, the most important part of church, believe it or not, is, is not the great worship. It's not the, uh, the message. The most important part of church is when you guys leave those doors and go out into the world, go back to your families and be ambassadors of faith. You know, um, this Sunday, Pastor Sheldon gave a really good message about, uh, you know, the process of being a Christian, how we have kind of like, like, like a, a peak and then kind of goes down and then we rise again and it goes down, but then we rise again. What happens when you hit like a plateau that lasts a year, you know, two years, three years long? And that you just don't feel like you're growing. Well, tonight, part of the message will be for you to take your problems, your battles, your struggles, and have kind of almost like a military precision mindset where we will go out and we will take the offensive on the battles that we face. Not the way the world does it, but the, the spiritual way the spiritual way that the, the Bible teaches us to fight our battles. <clears throat> Tonight's message is entitled, Stand Firm, Fight Hard, and Flee Fast. I hope it will you encourage you this evening because, you know, we are in a battle. We are in a spiritual battle every day. And we are actually called foot soldiers in the army of God. You guys are, are, are men and women of valor. You know, so we need to take up that responsibility, take up that mantle in which God is calling us to be and fight our battles, fight, our, fight hard, stand firm, and flee fast. So let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for this evening, Lord, and come to you this evening, and I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to the hearts of all your people, that you would open their ears that you would show us intimately who you are this evening. Lord, use my words, use me as a mouthpiece and a conduit because I cannot do this on my own. So I just relinquish everything to you. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> okay, the first point of tonight is stand firm on the foundation of Christ. From fourth grade all the way to high school, almost graduate high school, I used to take karate, okay, karate. And one of the most important things in karate is you gotta get, you gotta stand firm, you gotta get good foundation. My sensei used to tell me, Miyasato, you, you, you don't stand firm, you punch no more power, you block no more power, you kick no more power, you know. So foundationally, we need to be able to stand on something that's firm, that doesn't shift that doesn't sink when we put our weight on it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, it says this, For no one can lay off any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Okay. Last year, uh, my son and I, Aaron, we, we, we wanted to go mullet fishing. And, and people all over the world have different ways of catching mullet. But here in Hilo, 
namely in Hilo, we use limu, okay, which is like a, a mossy, kind of stringy um, seaweed. You find it in the brackish waters in Hilo, and you got to go over there, and you got to pick them, you gotta, and then you dump them in the bucket, pick them, and dump them, dump them in the bucket, okay? So he and I found this one place in Hilo to pick limu. So we went down there, started picking, and I kind of saw a nice place over there with, you know, a good amount. I figured, okay, I can go over there. And it was really super, super low tide, and the sun was scorching hot. So all the bank looked like it was all dry, yeah? it was all solid. So I walk over there, you know, I take my step, all of a sudden, whoosh, I sink all the way from my hips down in mud, like, like just totally, and I'm flailing my arms around, yelling, help, help, you know, I, and you know, you figure, okay, you, you stay on mud like that, so you gotta flatten your body out, uh, increased aerial space, but I couldn't get up, and you know, but you know, praise the Lord, because my son was there, you know, my, the, my kind, compassionate, and obedient son, so after two straight minutes of him roll laughing and me still stuck, let his help, help, help. He still, and he finally, he pulls me up. It's like, oh my goodness. You know, when you are stuck in sinking sand in, in the muck and the mire and you have no foundation, you, you don't have a starting place. You don't have anything to build upon, Okay. Now, just like that bank where I thought was solid, you know, and I could step on, the world will present different things that you may think you can build your life upon, okay? Fi finances is one. You know, you want to you wanna build up your finances. You, your whole life is revolved around you know, increasing your bank account. But that's not sustainable because when we die, you cannot take your wallet with you. You cannot. Sometimes it's your job that you just want to work and work and work and you neglect everything else, you know, and that becomes what you worship and that is what you build your life upon and that's not sustainable. That'll collapse too, okay? Some of us think our health is the most important thing, so we go crazy, we go gym, we eat well and we get kind of fanatical about our health, okay? But eventually, you know, recent statistics say that 100% of all people born die. So we all gonna go, you know? I, I read them online, you know, it's the most accurate statistic. Sometimes we think we can build our life around a relationship. And if you are married, God bless you, that's awesome. But let me tell you this, okay? If you think that your spouse will fill that void in your soul that only God can fill, you're mistaken. And that will collapse under its own weight. Standing on a firm foundation, well, you may ask, well, how does it look like, Jonathan, to stand on the firm foundation of Christ, okay? This is what it looks like. Jesus must be your all in all. In other words, in your heart, in your mind, it has to be Christ. Everything, every, when you wake up in the morning, it's Jesus. When you 
Go to work. It's Jesus. Everything should be dictated. Your actions, your lives should be dictated by your relationship and your love for Jesus and his love for you. Okay? That's what, that's what being Jesus being all in all is. That's what standing on a firm foundation is. But not only that, Jesus being your all in all means that you take that relationship and love that you have with Christ and you put it in the areas of your life that you have to live with. Your finances. Put Jesus first. The Bible speaks to us on how to deal with finances. To be good stewards. To give the first fruits back to the Lord. And also to care for those who are needy. Okay? That's how you put Jesus in that area. In in the area of your job, no matter what your job is, if you're retired, if you're a mother, if you're a student, whatever your employment is, whatever your job is, be an ambassador of Christ. Put, bring Jesus to your workplace. Mothers at home, be the ambassador of Christ to your children. And you students in college and high school, be the light of Christ in your classrooms, to your classmates, to your teachers. That's what putting Jesus all in all in your lives, that's what it looks like. In, in your health, you know, the Bible tells us we got to rest. we got to take a Sabbath once a week. we got to eat healthy, you know, got to exercise because the body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, I go to the gym, you know, every once a year <laughs> because... The Bible says that the body is a temple to the Holy Spirit. So I go once a year, faithfully, you know, faithfully. <laughs> so, and last thing, in relationships, in your marriage, or if you're dating, put God in the middle of that relationship, okay? Put God in the middle. I tell you what, if you have a, a husband who puts God first, a wife who puts God first, and they meet together and they pray and they read the word and they put Jesus Christ in the middle of that marriage, there will be no division of that marriage, ever. Christ must be your all in all. He has to be your firm foundation upon which you stand, upon which you trust and which you have faith in that will hold you up and that you can build a life upon. It's only Jesus Christ. Only Jesus Christ. <clears throat> okay, second point is fight hard with spiritual weapons. Fight hard with spiritual weapons. Okay, let's read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 17. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and mighty in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, Put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, 
the body armor of God's righteousness, the shoes, for shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, Paul is saying, you know what? We got to take this to another level, okay? We got to fight our battles using the spiritual weapons because it says here, you know, we battle not against flesh and blood. See, the problems you're getting with your spouse or your, your family, your kids, you know, your work co-workers, whatever, the problem is not them. The Bible says we battle not against flesh and blood. We battle against the spiritual forces that have manipulated that flesh and blood against you. So how on earth, for so many years in my life as a Christian, I was always just defeated, you know? I was always just so in despair and cast down. The reason is because I never did apply Ephesians 6.10. If we are to be victorious in this life as foot soldiers in the army of God, then we must address the spiritual onslaught and fiery darts in a spiritual way. So how do you do that? How do you do that? Well, first of all, you need to, you need to be in prayer. You need to pray. You need to be in fellowship like you are right now, okay? You need to choose wisely those who speak life into your life, you know? You need to be very aware of those things. You need to use all of the, the weapons and the armor that is listed here. You need to, you know, you need, you need to put on the, the shoes of the gospel of truth, on the belt, the belt of truth, which is Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Put on Jesus every day. He is the truth. The helmet of salvation. Protect your head against the evil thoughts that might come from the enemy. You know? And the sword of the spirit. Here's some practical ways that I have used the sword of the spirit that has helped me a lot in my walk. Okay? I'm going to share it with you. Okay, and hopefully you guys can all kind of relate to these examples. Okay? When I'm just simply driving down the road, okay, and or I'm at work or whatever, sometimes I can even be sitting in church, and a thought comes into my mind that is impure and evil. I mean, it just all of a sudden, and I, I, I woke up in the morning, I read the word, I was listening to worship music, I'm driving down the road. Boom, this terrible thought just enters my mind, okay? So I take out the sword of the spirit, and I say, casting down the imaginations of every high and lofty thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Then I grab over here, and I pull it out, and I throw it down, and I stomp it on the ground because... Romans 16, 19 says the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath you guys' feet. You guys have the authority in Jesus to do that, okay? I mean, another one is, you know, when you hear, when I hear an untrue or somebody tells me something very negative, you know, 
uh, about myself. I know what you guys are thinking. Nah, nobody would talk that way about you, Jonathan, you know? I mean, could my mother have been wrong all these years? <laughs> but it happens, it happens. And when it does happen, what I do is I take out my sword of the Spirit, and I say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that accuses me in judgment will be condemned. You attack that thing spiritually, because that's where it came from. It's not a person you're fighting against. It's demonic forces that you're fighting. Okay? When I start getting anxious or fearful, okay, when I start getting kind of worried, you know, I, I would say, oh, wait, 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 take out my sword. Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, present my request to the Lord and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard my hearts and minds in Christ Jesus my Lord okay I had to take out that sword and, and speak it 20 minutes ago before I came up here to talk to you guys you know as, as, but that's how it works that's how it works we need to start attacking our battles from whence they came which is, is the pit of hell okay if you start seeing things that way, if you start understanding that, I tell you what, you guys, that's, that's a major victory, major victory. So here's tonight. I figure, okay, let's do something different tonight. So this is homework for you guys, okay? This is homework. Whatever thing that just you always, whether it's anxiety or loneliness or, or, or whatever, or fear or doubt, find one scripture Find one scripture, okay? Memorize that scripture. And you take out that sword, and when you start feeling that way, you attack that spiritual force in the spiritual way, and you speak the scriptures out loud. Guarantee, guarantee this works because you're addressing it the way it has been in its origination, okay? Okay, so if you are having difficulty remembering all the pieces of armor, uh, Paul says in Romans, and he makes it real simple. It says this, Romans 13, 14. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on Jesus Christ every single morning. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you got to put on your, your clothes, your socks, your shoes, you ladies, you guys got to put on your face with the makeup and everything. Put on Christ. Put on Christ. O open the Bible. And, and you know, even if you guys read just one verse, one paragraph, start your day like that by putting on Jesus, and you will be prepared for all the spiritual fiery darts that come your way on that day. So important. So important. Okay. Okay. Point three, slide six. I mean, slide. I don't have to tell you the slide. Sorry. <laughs> point three. Oh, hallelujah! Do not be anxious for anything, but by everything in prayer. <laughs> Peace of God. Okay. 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 <clears throat> point three is flee from situations you know you cannot fight. And you must be thinking, wait, wait a second. You're talking about the offensive, 
the weaponry, standing firm on Jesus Christ, all the spiritual weapons to use against the enemy. Why, are, why is this point flee from situations you know you cannot fight? The reason why is because sometimes there are temptations in your life, okay? It may be different for, every, it's different for each and every one of us. But there are certain temptations that you always fall and you always stumble and you always end up sinning, okay? And with those temptations, you're batting all for a thousand, okay? You tried prayer, you tried supplication, you tried fasting, you asked God, please remove this thorn from my side, I cannot bear it. Well, I tell you what, this, this situation is unwinnable for you. And I'm just telling you the truth. But... The Bible says that God will give you an escape hatch for any temptation that is too much for you to bear. And this escape hatch is to flee, is to throw a dig, okay? Get out of there, okay? In high school, I used to hang out with my good friend, and every Friday night, he and I used to just drive around Hilo, cruise around, go movies, whatever, uh, and other things that I used to do. But I um, was cruising one night, and my friend was driving. I, I, had, a, I had a car. It was a, a 1979 four-cylinder, slime green Ford Pinto station wagon. Whoo, was awesome, man. Let me tell you, that thing was a chick magnet. <laughs> but... We see driving, and he was driving that night, and we go, we pull into a Aloha gas station, yeah. And those cars in the 70s, no more gradient turns, so it doesn't turn sharp. It's like it takes, you know, half a mile to make a right turn. So my friend was driving the car, and he went clip, just clip the bumper on this other car that was parked, okay. And he's like, oh, what you did, what you did. All of a sudden... Four guys come out of the car. They open the doors. They step out. And these, we were kids. We were 17 years old. We were only kids. These were big men, okay? Very intimidating guys, okay? So, so you know, me being the, the leader of our two-man gang, I said, you know what? I will take care of this. I will take care of this. So I step out of the car. I walk up to them. And I tell, hey, brothers, you know what? Before we get this party started, can I just ask you guys one favor? Can, can I get the first crack in? Because <laughs> I figure, okay, and, I, and they started laughing. I got out of the situation because I wanted to flee the situation, but no way I'm going to outrun them in one Ford Pinto station wagon. So I, but I knew there's no way we could fight this fight. There's no way we could win this, this battle. There are times in your life, and only you know those situations, that you cannot win. you got to get out of there, okay? 2 Timothy 2.22 says this, Flee youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, and with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Okay? The Bible is telling us, you got to flee. you got to flee those youthful lusts. That, that every time that you've tried to take on, you sin and you fail. Now, when you sin and you fail, that's, that's being defeated. But when you are tempted and you 
get out of there and you flee, that is victory. That is victory because you didn't succumb to the, to the ploys of the enemy. You were victorious. There's no shame in fleeing. And it's, it's only on those certain situations. In Genesis 39, 12, it talks about Joseph. Okay? You know, he was sold to, his, sold to slavery by his brothers and thrown in jail. And he ended up in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar's wife had a real thing for him. Okay? So this is what he does because she, she constantly pursued him. This is what he does. She came and grabbed him by the cloak, demanding, come and sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left the cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. Okay, as he ran from the house. You know, you know as, as, as a teacher up here, I can never teach you guys what I haven't gone through before. Okay? So... You know, if, if you see me running down Komohana Street with a ripped jacket on, then you know I'm victorious. But you gotta, you guys gotta run. Okay, you guys gotta run. Okay, certain times you just gotta throw the day, you gotta get out of there. Because no matter what, 100% of the time, you're gonna fail. Okay, so that's taking, that is what you call taking it on the offensive in the spiritual way. That's what we have to do. Okay? And, and, you know, we, we, we've failed all these years in dealing with our problems, our battles, by doing the physical, natural, human thing. You know, out of emotional uh, fervor, we might spout out something on, on the Internet or online, or we might, we might say something, we might spread gossip. Those things don't work. Those things don't work. Okay? It has to be done spiritually. And if you guys can just take one scripture this week in an area that you have always been attacking, attacked from by the enemy, that the thing is, oh, that thought always comes. Find a scripture like that, take out your sword, and you just start swinging. And you take it to the enemy. And you send it back from whence it came. Okay? Jamie, if you could come to the keyboard. You know, um, one of the greatest things that a Christian, a non-believer, or a believer can experience is knowing God's love for you, knowing his unconditional, unrequited, most beautiful, precious, powerful love for you and I, which he displayed for us on the cross. His blood, his life, his sacrifice. That is the foundation on which we must stand on. That's where we get to build our lives upon. Without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit, we have no power against what, what we have to go through in this life. But with Jesus, all things are possible. All things are possible. You can get through this. If there's um, anybody here or online who never received Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, who have never said, okay, I am going to now stand on the terra firma, the firm foundation of Jesus Christ. I am going to trust and put my faith in him now. If you've never done that, now is the time. 
there's no better time than the present to do so. Okay? And I'll lead you guys in a prayer. For those of us who have been walking with the Lord for a long time, peaks, valleys, peak valleys, kind of plateau, well, you know what? Read the word. Put on Christ. Put on Christ. Quote the scripture. Fight back in the name of Jesus. And you will experience the victorious, blessed life. Let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much that you are the rock on which we can stand. That when we reach rock bottom, that you are the rock that we can hold on to. So we thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are, for what you have done on the cross, for shedding your blood and taking my sin and my penalty upon yourself. If you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just repeat after me. Dear Lord, I am a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe that you have died on the cross and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my sins so that I may put on and clothe myself with you each and every day in righteousness, not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. So I receive you and accept you as my Lord and Savior. For some of us who who still struggle, struggle with situations of temptations that you just cannot overcome. Holy Spirit is telling you how to do it now. Stand firm on the foundation of Christ. Fight hard using your spiritual weapons. And when it gets too, too hard, then you got to flee. Let it help us to run. Help us to give us the strength to run from those things which are evil. So we thank you, we praise you, and we pray blessing upon each and every one of your children right here. Give us a great week, and may we be ambassadors of Jesus Christ as we leave those doors. In your precious, matchless name we pray, amen. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Have a good evening. Aloha.